Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, 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 shut. Crypto Show presented by the Steve Strout. I'm Steve. I'm Crypto Zoo. This is episode 43, and I have no rhyme for you today because Steve will just make fun of me. So this is episode <laughs> 43. Yep, we're uh, getting close to 50, and and if I do my math right, our big our big milestone episode 50 will be right around Halloween. So. I'm excited for that and it's you know it's almost Halloween time which we've been fucking talking about this for uh weeks and weeks now. So that's that's exciting. More like months. More months. like months because as yeah. soon as Halloween is over, we're like, all right, so we got so many all right, days. It's almost left time. Until... Yeah, time to start yeah. counting down. <laughs> <laughs> Till the next one comes around. But uh yeah. before we get to to deepen this conversation here i want to uh thank everybody for coming back and if you guys have been enjoying the show head over to our buy me a coffee page it's buymeacoffee.com slash steve crypto uh kick a little something to the show it all helps it helps upgrade the gear it helps upgrade our morale <laughs> it uh it just it helps us improve the show so we can make the best show for you guys we definitely appreciate it and and uh, if you remember, about a month ago, we had that little uh, giveaway, that contest for contributors. And hopefully pretty soon we get our two winners on the show here. I've already been talking with, with Josh Cook. Um, he keeps he keeps messaging me like, oh, I got an idea to talk about. I got an idea to talk about. Like, let's do it, man. Just <laughs> That's great. Take notes. That's gl- I'm glad you're planning. You know what I mean? Like, he's excited. And he's like, my kid's super psyched that, that, you know, I'm going to be on your show. And I was like, yeah. your kid pop in and say hi then if she thinks it's cool. Yep. You yeah. are the star of the show that day, sir. So just, please just make sure come in with some ammo and, and we're ready to talk about whatever you like. Just tell your kid to watch your fucking mouth. Just kidding. <laughs> that, was, that was bad. That was almost as bad as the uh, episode numeric rhymes, but, uh, <laughs> now that we got that out of the way, buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. Go check it out. Share it. Show us some love. Keep sharing the show. Spreading the word. We definitely appreciate it, and it definitely helps. Um, last episode, we recapped Crypticon a bit. We talked about, you know, it was your first Crypticon. We talked about some of, like, your highlights and stuff. Um, we'll get a little more into that in a second. This episode... I was hoping to talk a bit about Candyman, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch it, and you haven't been able to see it yet. My plan no. was to go watch it this past weekend, but as we circle back to Crypticon, it was a great show. Um, again, thanks to people that uh, popped in and said hi last week, uh, Tim Long, Marcel um, Paneshin. Even Darcy, the male girl from the last drive-in, popped in, and uh, 
that was pretty cool, which uh, I'll circle back and mention something about that soon. Something that we, we kind of discussed in that little little clip with her. But um, yeah, yeah. By the time we actually have some available time to see Candyman, it'll already be out on streaming and DVD. What's no. a DVD? <laughs> I need to see it in theater, but uh, like I said, last weekend I was going to go, but unfortunately, though they were very careful, like we talked about in length last week with Crypticon, unfortunately, a few, uh, apparently a few attendees and possibly a celebrity or two tested positive for COVID afterwards. So, I mean, we were all, everybody who went was vaccinated or had had a uh, a clean test within like forty eight hours of the show, meaning that most of the people, anybody if that that were infected, probably didn't get too sick. Like we we had a little bit of I know I had a little bit of symptoms a couple of days after the show, you know, getting sore throat and fatigue and just really runny nose, and so I went and got myself tested. And luckily, I'm clear, so no COVID here, so that's good. But, yeah, um, I got tested uh, Friday afternoon as well. And yeah, yeah, I think no I'm clear. You're clear. No word. Good, no good, word. Good. Pretty sure I'm clear. Yeah, I think though, if if you had an issue, they'd call you. But basically, what I'm trying to get at is, Crypticon was awesome, and shows like that are awesome. But if you do anything, if you go out into a crowd, if you're around your friends and loved ones and people and um, just be careful, man. Yeah, yeah. Vaxxed or not, we we definitely have to be careful and try to distance ourselves as as we know to do anyway. I mean, some people know that they should be doing that, and they're they're still kind of uh, yeah, don't don't turn it into a political thing or anything. Just yeah, care, you know, care about your 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 neighbor care about yeah, your family so care about that. your friends like it's yeah this isn't about like who's vaccinated who's not this is just about like no. let's let's everyone everyone needs to be careful at this time we all care about each other we need to need to to just be cautious that, that's exactly it's like what i mean when i say don't make it political like people are doing it's not about your rights like you know what i mean i know it's america and you know we're free and this and that but at the same time, like, I think the most patriotic thing you could do as an American is to take care of your brother and your sister and your friend and your grandma and your grandpa yep. and your friend's kids and your aunt and hey. uncle and your coworkers and just. And don't you don't you want those people that you care about to feel comfortable? You know, yeah. you want them to feel good and feel feel comfortable around you and around each other. But. Anyways, I don't want to get too deep into that. I don't yeah, want to, yeah, yeah. I don't want to alienate any any listeners because we appreciate everybody and everybody has their own thoughts and views. I just want everybody to be safe. Let's all be safe. Back. Let's all be happy and healthy and and let's all go to buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. <laughs> Sorry, I, I slipped that in. <laughs> I was gonna say we've covered all the background, you know, the the COVID talk and whatnot. Now let's back to uh monsters bigfoots and fart jokes big feats and fart jokes um but yeah um krypticon was amazing uh i was mentioning uh darcy the male girl yes because we had that little quick little conversation and i was you know darcy's a huge wrestling fan and, and i keep tabs on it like i 
I, I really wanted to, to talk about wrestling a bit on this podcast, which I think we will eventually a little more and more. Cause I, I've been keeping yeah. tabs on what's been going on. And I noticed, you know, if one company is kind of getting kind of lame and this other new company has been like doing really cool shit. Yeah. And following news, like AW is the company that's kind of coming up, like kicking ass. <laughs> Like, holy crap, like, you know, Darcy, I was like, I want you to come on and, and talk me back into loving wrestling again. And she's like, yeah, let's do it, you know? And uh, yeah. then I've been following what's been going on over there at AEW and, and, and like, Brian Danielson and CM Punk is back. And Adam they, Cole. They got, like, Adam Cole, who is one of my favorites. They got the big show, Christian, like, all these people yeah. that, like, I loved watching it. It's like, God damn it. Why am I not watching this show? But uh, I still, Darcy says she's going to come on sometime. So I don't know when. At some point in the future, I'm still going to want her to come on. And maybe by that point, I'm already watching AEW. But if not, she's going to sell me on it. Because she's like super fan. Yeah, I think we've both had a, a falling out with, with the wrestling scene for a little while now. And, you know, I tried. I tried watching it tried getting back into it and it just hasn't been as gripping you know as i'd hoped um but i don't have cable so i don't get a chance to Same. watch AEW every too. week you know like i'd be tuning in i'd be giving it a shot I mean, if i could I there's would. there's all i have is there's roundabout ways you could do it but yeah we want, but if i want to be a good boy that. you yeah, know that's, i'm a good boy yeah the only option i have right now is youtube clips and and that's that's the best thing to do. Reading the news, but what I've seen, yeah. But like what this... I've seen is has been great. It's been pretty entertaining, and I mean, I I love the fact that they don't have a whole bunch of filler and bullshit in there. They they get no. to it. From what I've seen, they have the show starts and it starts yeah. right with a match. Yeah, they don't come out and start talking, and you know, twenty minutes later, they finally have the first match. And they so. do a really good job of integrating newer talent with. You know, we got guys like Sting, like hanging out with Darby Allen, who is like right. a newer guy. And it's, yep. you know, it, it's cool. It's like kind of good Ooh. for at first I was like, oh, they're just going to throw a bunch of money at all these people. But now it's like, no, they're really building a good product. And and I feel like if I. Uh, I don't have cable just like you, so. I think maybe down the road, it might be something to invest in. So I can start checking some of this stuff out, but we'll see. They like the good old days when you could just go like splice into your neighbor's fucking cable and <laughs> and uh, steal it or borrow it. <laughs> not that I ever did that Wait, you, back in. Yeah, the, you didn't do that, did you? Not that I ever did that back in the nineties and early two thousands. My good friend Steve would never do something like that. No, I never stole a neighbor's cable, and I never got my power shut off. And had to run an extension cord to the basement of our building, and uh, none of that shit. I never did none of that. Right. Ghetto right. poor people. So, oh. Such a specific action that you never did once in your life. No, never, never. I, I know <laughs> friends that have or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was the name of the AEW event that happened last night? The pay per view. I don't know. <laughs> all double or nothing or all in is one like of them um it seems like well, they they name like every one of their events which is kind of 
gets overwhelming. But yeah. it's they're doing cool shit, man. So I'm yeah, I'm definitely gonna you know look into it somehow. Maybe I'll order like one of their pay per views or something. Well, I can't. I don't have cable. Is there a way well, to stream pay per views? Like like there, order there without having cable? Anybody uh, know? Somebody probably. message me. Somebody message me. And tell me if there's a way to to watch the pay per views without actually having like Directv or something. There's got to be. But shoot, um, yeah, uh, so Candyman eventually, like I really want to talk about it on this freaking show, but it's just one thing, you know, I, I skipped out going last weekend because the COVID scare and I was waiting on results. I didn't want to go to the theater if I, until I knew I was clear. So I might try again yeah. this weekend. Maybe we'll mention it. Um, well, Hey, I'm, I was trying to jump in. Um, wasn't trying to cut you off, but hopping back to what we were just on for a second, you know, reason yeah, I was yeah. asking you about the name of the event, the AEW pay-per-view that happened and all the, you know, all the crazy news that's been coming from it. Uh, our, our friend Dirk Manning from source point press, he, uh, he actually went to that event. Yes. Um, yes. yeah, he's friends with, uh, Tony Khan. And so he actually attended and. We may or may not be speaking to him soon, so maybe we'll be able to hear a little about it. We'll definitely ask him about it. We're scheduled to to have him on the show very soon. Um, I don't like to say dates or when until I got actually recorded and you know in the can, so that way we have something nice. to post. But it's it, it's scheduled really soon. <laughs> It's nice to to throw something out there, and you know we might yeah, get to yeah, yeah. get to discuss that with somebody who actually attended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a good, good, busy, busy comic artist. He just did it a just, book. He just did a comic with a uh, Tony Schiavone, like legendary wrestling announcer who worked with WCW. Um, I think he might have worked a very short time with WWE WWF back in the day. Very short time. But then WCW, and now he's like with AEW, so that's pretty big. And like this dude's writing comics with like the AEW people, so that's that's good, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking with him and learning more about him because I'm not super familiar with a lot of his work. I know you read his stuff; he's done with like the the Twisted guys, and uh, yeah, yeah, and a little bit of um, uh, Mister Ree as well. Right. So yeah, I'm. I mean, he has quite a few in his. Uh, yeah, catalog a lot like i know his i've known his name for a long time through comic circles but i yeah never really read any of his stuff so i'm excited to hear about it and get hyped up for it and check out some more yeah but um movies I mentioned going back to the movies this week hopefully um you'll be excited that they again moved it back up the uh venom let there be carnage movie Remember they bumped it back to October 15th, I think. They moved it yeah. back to October 1st now. Oh, cool. It's a little sooner again. But again, I, I I'll watch it. I mean, I'm if I don't see it in the theater, I'm whatever, but uh, I'm definitely gonna make a point to see it as soon as I can. But um I know you're excited. Yeah, I mean I like the first one. I 
It was entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining. I I could pick it apart, but I, I'm not yeah. going to. Well, I just you know, know you're a Venom fan. so Yeah, I'm a Venom fan in general. So I was just happy to get a Venom movie. Um, yes, I wanted an R rating. I, I want it to be a little darker. And, and they were going to try to do that with this film, but I think they changed it again to PG-13 just to try to uh, pull in a wider audience. But, right. you know, as violent of a character as Carnage is, an R rating would be a little bit more fitting. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm excited just to get it in general. Um, can't can't think of any other movies coming out before that There's that I'm much. excited to no. see. Yeah, then, it's, I mean, it's going to be Venom that, and then Halloween Kills after that. And Halloween Kills is it's going to be a good one. And hopefully, you guys all went and uh, pre-ordered the Halloween Kills T-shirt from Fright Rags. You know our. But the freight rags are always dropping that that new shit before before uh you know in this case before a movie comes out. Um boy Steve, of, that's great you mentioned it. Speaking of freight rags, <laughs> uh <laughs> September eighth, Wednesday, which would be hopefully you guys are listening to this on September eighth. Um would that be the eighth, Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. We're recording on Monday, so this should be launched tomorrow or Tuesday night. So Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Yep. So get up, listen to this episode. As soon as you're done, listen to it. Go over to Fright Rags at 10 a.m. They're dropping their new officially licensed Return of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead collection. You know, the classic 80s horror comedy with the brains, the zombies talking about brains and said more paramedics like that. That's one of the greatest lines ever. <laughs> but they're... Uh, Launching the Return of the Living Dead collection, including a motoring Tarman brain buggy t-shirt designed by Brent Engstrom and some other new designs. And they are also resurrecting some reprints from uh, their older uh, Return of the Living Dead line. That is September 8th at fright-rags.com. That's right. Fright Rags has been bringing you the best in horror apparel and accessories since 2003, offering a wide range of products for your favorite creature features, slash flicks, and cult classics. Classics. Uh, collections include John Carpenter's Halloween, Universal Monsters, Night of the Living Dead, Creep Show, Twin Peaks, My Little One's Favorite, Evil Dead, and so many more. All officially licensed and available sooner now at fright-rags.com. Steve and Crypto Show listeners get 10% off when they use code SteveCrypto10. That's one word, SteveCrypto10 at checkout. Do it. Fright-rags.com. Get do it, you do it. So, do it. Do it. But what movie was that? With a, was it a Ben Stiller movie when he's like, open the yeah. trunk? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it was it. Starsky and Hutch. Okay. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Go to FrightRags.com. Like that's that's like it. the only thing I remember from that movie. But, uh, We'll get you a t-shirt. Do hopefully, it. Hopefully Fright Rags never makes a Starsky and Hutch line. <laughs> Do it. Well, t-shirt. Well, great. Do it. Thanks, but thanks for spoiling their next drop. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, yeah. Fright-rags.com. Go check them out. Get the Return of the Living Dead stuff. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, Return of the Living Dead was a great horror comedy. If you're into horror comedy, uh, a while back we had our friend Addison Finnick on the show to uh talk about his movie 
uh, Psycho Ape, which was as horror comedic as it gets. It's a it's a great cult movie. Um, it don't it's a it's entertaining as all hell, but you can yeah. tell these guys didn't take themselves too seriously, but they made a movie like they made a, a movie like it, it's hard to explain man. it's just if you're into like not to it's just not a trauma movie but if you're into that style of you know campy crazy horror a little bit gory but funny and fucked up like psycho ape was your movie yeah and i dare you to find a movie that has used more bananas <laughs> yeah. yeah but um uh he he's launching a couple uh well he has launched a couple new uh campaigns one for psycho ape they're going to release a, a VHS version of it and a new film project which um he came on the show again to tell us about it and we'll, we'll bring Addison back on here in a few minutes to talk about that and some other stuff and have a little fun he's a, he's a good dude funny dude um yeah man i think uh we get to that get to that chat with addison after this quick break check out these shows available now on fearflix And welcome to another collection of frightfully good films from Fear Flicks, Gothic Horrors, with me, your host, Malvolia, the Queen of Screams. Hey, I'm Pamela Such. You know me from all the wave movies. And here we are, we're going to play Curse of the Swamp Creature 2. Hello guys, I'm Rachel Waite. And I'm Elise Costin. Welcome to Silent Screams. I'm Pamela Such. I'm Monica Hayes. Thank you for tuning in to 70s Grind Out on Fearflix. Hey y'all, I'm Sherry Davis, your host for this wild and untamed collection of horror films from Fearflix. We wrangled up a selection of Texas horrors for this one. Welcome to Lone Star Horrors. These shows, movies, and much more available now on Fearflix. Download it on your Roku channel store today. Hey, we are on the Steven Crypto Show, hanging out with Addison Binnick. He, um... If you remember him on an earlier episode, he came on and told us about his his horror comedy, his indie horror comedy Psycho Ape, which was a fucking blast. Um, hopefully you guys have seen it. So we're going to talk to him, ask him. I mean, he's listening, so he knows I'm going to ask him. But um, <laughs> Addison, tell us how um, Psycho Ape's doing. I, last I heard, you were just about sold out of physical copies, aren't you? Well, um, what would happen is that I would order about 25 at a time and, uh, then it would like be shown somewhere at some kind of like virtual screening or something. And then I'd sell out. Um, so I, I, I stopped ordering 25 at a time 
and I ordered like a hundred. So I'm sitting on quite a few right now, like 77 or something like that, just because like, um, yeah, I, I would constantly sell out. I would, I would underestimate how many people would be interested in buying a copy. Um, I thought like 25 at a time was plenty and I would like always be in stock or something just because, you know, I think our movie is just some small little indie thing, but, uh, every time it screens at some like virtual thing, or if like it gets a new write up, like a new review on some website, then that week I might sell like seven copies. So I got, I got tired of running out and having to order more. So I just ordered a hundred and when that hundred goes up, I'll probably order another hundred. Yeah, and it's and it's good because you you mentioned before we got rolling that you've been hitting conventions and stuff, so you, mm-hmm. you got merch to sell, and so that that works out. Um, so you sounds like you sold quite a few copies of the movie. Then and this is basically all like word of mouth and, and just like you said, these screenings and stuff. So that's pretty good, man. That's yeah, awesome. according to eBay, um. The last time I looked, it said that we had sold 278 through eBay. And wow. I've been to one convention called Cinema Wasteland back in July. I sold about nine copies there in person. And some people don't have eBay accounts. So I sell to them just through PayPal. You know, just send me like 15 bucks in your address and I'll mail it yeah. to you. I don't know how many of those I've done. So I'm, I'm sure we're well over 300 at this point. Um, and it's also available on Amazon prime. You could stream it for like a buck 99. Sometimes it yep. even goes on sale for 99 cents. Um, I don't know the numbers on that one because somebody else is kind of in control of the Amazon prime stuff. Um, so I, I don't know how many people have rented it. I don't know how many people have bought it, you know, on Amazon prime. I'm just in control of the physical media part. Right. Right. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad to hear it's doing well. I mean, it's a fun movie. Thank I, you. I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, me too. I mean, if and, anybody and, listening, if you haven't checked it out, please go look for it. It's, it. it's yeah. He has it on eBay or find, find him on social media and hit him up and he'll make a deal with you and send you one. Get your friends together on a Friday night, have a couple beers and watch it, have some laughs. Beers, maybe smoke a little something. I think that yeah. would go that pairs really well with this movie. You know what's kind of yeah. funny too, and it's kind of a misconception, is that um I was sober the entire time of making that movie, you know? Right. None of the jokes or anything in that movie came from being under the influence of anything. I mean, not from me at least. Right. Um my the guy who I made the movie with though. Um, he would smoke weed and stuff, but, yeah. uh, I, I just wasn't doing that at that time. Right. Um, so I think he would go home and like smoke a little bit and he would edit the movie. And that's right. why the movie has kind of a trippy feel to it is because he was kind of editing the movie under the influence, but he, yeah, he, he didn't drink beer or anything. Like he's not really, he's not, you know, it's just, he was just kind of a pothead. Yeah. And, uh, that's why the movie has this kind of weird, like feel to it, the way that he cut it. Right. Um, but none of the writing sessions, like nothing like that was written under the influence, but I, I like hearing though, that, um, it is a good beer movie or a good, like, you know, stoner. Movie flake or something. Stone. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, that's funny to hear, but it, like, it wasn't made that way. Like the right. people who made the film were not, we were not getting together and getting like fucked up or anything and making a movie. Um, but it's, it's fun to know that it's like, you know, it, 
it can be considered like a good movie for that you know like that's funny to me yeah for sure um and it looks like the reason i wanted to circle back and, and bring you back on is you have a couple other uh crowdfunding efforts going one is uh related to psycho ape i think yep. you're working on uh funding to put out a vhs version of it is that what i said yeah, we um we're looking for some funds so that uh we can mass produce a whole bunch of vhs tapes you know this, this stuff is expensive okay. and you know we're not making a ton of money off of the psycho ape dvd sales we're still paying off you know the budget of that movie you right. know like we we did a, a kickstarter for that thing but we spent way more money like our personal savings out of you know out of our own pockets um just because we kept shooting the movie and there was stuff that we kept like coming up with ideas and we we blew through our kickstarter money so fast but so we're still even though we get a lot of dvd sales and stuff like that it's paying off you know credit card debt and stuff from making the first movie and getting into debt from the first movie right um so we you know people ask us about vhs tapes and stuff like that and because it's an expensive endeavor uh we thought of you know well let's just do a kickstarter and make a donation the equivalent of what a tape is worth so it's just you're pre-ordering the tape right you know what i mean um we, we 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 have a guy a vhs distributor he's going to like you know make the tapes for us and he's going to make you know print out the artwork and put it in a clamshell case and he's going to do all the work we just have to pay him a large sum to do it but then right. we'll have like 50 tapes so it's it's basically like you said a pre-order it's a pre-order yeah so however much money you bring in that's how many tapes you're gonna that's order. how many tapes we can make yeah nice. and uh then cool. we'll just ship them to you you know and uh you know they're going to be hand numbered and everything with a sharpie so you know you know what number you got and everything so that's just something that like because we don't really have any extra funds um because we haven't really made any profit i mean it's crazy to think but like, we really have not made much profit off of psycho ape even though we've sold so many dvds because it's paying back what we've already spent for making the first movie yeah. uh, so we just kind of needed a little extra boost because i know people want the tapes but we don't have the money to really manufacture them ourselves right and um i think i might have seen you post something about you are writing a follow-up yes we are um we've gotten close enough to the point of paying off the first movie that um we decided plus everybody asks us about it anyway um you know that uh we started writing a sequel The, the difference between the first movie and the second movie though is my partner greg um he moved out to la you know we wrote and directed and edited the first movie together here in Michigan where I am and shot a lot of it in Michigan and New York. But now he lives in LA. He moved out there last year, right when we were finishing the first movie. Um, So it's, it's a little bit more difficult trying to write a sequel because we're just doing it over like phone calls and stuff like that. When before we could be in the same room and like, order a pizza and watch some crappy eight movies and steal scenes from those movies. (laughs) Right. And just bounce off each other. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's a little bit more mechanical in that um, we are writing ideas and stuff and fleshing them out, but we have to do it over the phone while we're like 
right. You know, I DoorDash to make money to pay my rent and everything. Yep. So I got to talk to him on speakerphone <laughs> while I'm driving and dashing. So it's a little bit more distracting. And, um, you know, so it's going to have a different feel than the first movie. But um, it's basically just a continuation of the first thing where, you know, instead of having a big climax in Times Square, since he lives out in L.A., we're going to Hollywood, you know. Yeah. So we're going to be, you know, running around Hollywood, uh, you know, guy in an ape suit looking at all the big landmarks out there. You know, the big Hollywood sign, the Walk of Fame, uh, Warner Brothers Tower and all that stuff. So we're going to be doing the same thing out in L.A. as we did in the first movie with New York. So it's going to be our big Hollywood adventure this time. Right. That sounds uh, definitely looking forward to that. And I know yeah. all the people that do dig Psycho Ape will definitely be into it. But um, And there is one other project. Sounds like it's your, your, main, your main thing you're working on right now. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. Um, you know, I used to do a show called True Masterpiece Theater. And that was inspired by, like, Mystery Science Theater and Rift Tracks because those are my two, like, favorite things ever. Yep. And it's a movie riffing thing where, you know, I had a friend of mine built these puppets and it was a talking box of popcorn and a talking film reel. And, you know, I was a theater usher working in a movie theater and we watched and riffed on trauma films. But so we did two episodes and one was the battle of love's return. Lloyd Kaufman's like first little movie that he made when he was like 25. And then we did poultry geist, but then the pandemic hit after we finished our poultry geist episode and I was asking Lloyd for a third movie to riff on, but everything was shut down and he kind of just didn't want to be licensing movies at the time. Yeah. And basically told me like for masterpiece is kind of done. Yeah. So that, that was kind of a bummer because people seemed to like what we were doing and, you know, people liked the puppets and everything. And so I kind of thought like, well, what do we do now? You know, what do we do you know, licensing movies is kind of a pain in the ass because it costs money, plus you're licensing it from a company who can pull the rights at any time. So what do we do? And so I kind of came up with this idea of, well, why why don't we produce our own, like, low-budget, schlocky B-movies, and our puppets can riff on those. So I thought of, like, an idea where, you know, it's me and my puppets, we're working in this movie theater, the pandemic's going on, um... And, uh, you know, our movie theater is no one's coming and we're running out of money because we can't license films to show in the theater. And in this like fictional, you know, world of, you know, me and my puppets, we like steal money from the cash register and go off and shoot a crappy Frankenstein movie. And so, uh, you know, I raised some money last year through a Kickstarter to try to like, you know, get some funds to sort of make this Frankenstein thing. And, you know, Psycho we got like $7,500 for that. And plus we kicked in a couple of thousand dollars extra from ourselves. But um, with that Kickstarter for this Cult of Frankenstein thing, because that's what we're calling, I'm calling it, it's Cult of Frankenstein. It's going to be like about a group of uh, like Charles Manson type, like people like that, that Manson family group who are like brainwashed by this guy. Uh, It's going to be a a leader who's like Charles Manson, who's obsessed with Frankenstein and uh, his cult leaders are like stealing body parts and stuff like that. And they're going to stitch together their own Frankenstein monster that's going to go and wreak havoc. And 
his followers are all wearing like matching white robes and stuff and Frankenstein masks and they all worship Frankenstein as a deity. I have this giant inflatable Frankenstein Halloween decoration that they're going to like, you know, get down on their knees and bow to and stuff like that. <laughs> they're going to read from the original Mary Shelley novel as if it's like scripture from a Bible and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, they're basically just a bunch of like Frankenstein worshiping hippies and stuff who, you know, are, also, you know, stealing body parts and, you know, organs and stuff like that. Um, but so I raised about three grand last year and I spent that money on costumes and props because, you know, this stuff isn't cheap. And, you know, once I had spent a large chunk of that Kickstarter, I realized like, I'm going to need some more money for this. I can't really afford to kick in money for this one like I did with psychoape because we're still paying off psychoape you know right, right i can't really do that twice um so this is kind of like additional funds um for people to pre-order dvds or get like an executive producer credit on there if they want that or even like a dollar thank you in the credits because in addition to like you know having already spent some of this money on costumes and props and stuff um Bill Whedon, who played Dr. Zumas in Psycho 8, expressed interest in being in Cult of Frankenstein. And he, you know, so I offered him the role of like a great, great, great grand descendant character of the original Frankenstein. And he was all about it. But, you know, being an actor and I got to pay him, I got to put him up in a hotel, fly him in from New York to Michigan and feed him and stuff. That's all going to cost money, too. Um So I'm just kind of looking for additional funds to help bring this movie to life. I mean, the idea of it is, yes, it's supposed to look and feel like a crappy little Frankenstein movie that was made by a guy and two puppets. Um, However, you know, even, you know, making a really low budget schlocky little Frankenstein movie is still going to cost money because there's still going to be props involved. There's still going to be actors involved who aren't going to just do it for free. Uh, so, you know, this is kind of like just a little extra boost to just cover all my bases, you know, get as many cool Frankenstein masks as I can, which I've already done. Like I'm already, I've already got all my masks and everything. Like I posted a picture of all of those, um, within the Indiegogo for this cult of Frankenstein thing. So I'm good on masks. I'm good on costumes. I'm good on props. But this is sort of like the Bill Whedon fun where it's like, I want to get this actor in the movie. You know, if you guys like Psycho Ape, if you like him as Zoomus, well, now he's going to be a crazy mad scientist, Dr. Frankenstein character, uh, tinkering with bodies and stuff like that. So, you know, this is to get him involved in this movie and to, like, you know, uh, pay him well and to, you know, tamper right. him and stuff to be in this movie. Right. That's cool, man. Um, How long is the uh, campaign running? Uh, I only said it as three weeks. Okay. So there's like 20 days left though. And I'm already at like 800 bucks and I asked for a thousand. Right. So, you know, if it hits a thousand, great. That's really kind of all I need. Cause I kind of like, I did the math and I was like, well, right. I have X amount of money left over from the other Kickstarter, but if I get like another thousand dollars in there, then Bill Whedon can be a part of this, you know, and I can, I can put him up in a nice hotel and I can feed him three meals a day and, you know, fly him in and out because plane tickets are expensive. But oh, yeah. I felt like a thousand dollars probably was enough to cover all this. And uh, you know, if people want to continue to donate past a thousand dollars, that's totally fine too. It's just gonna go straight into the movie, you know, more props, more fake blood, more fake limbs, um, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, so 
everybody listening, get on it. Uh, let's get this thing made for him. Let's get Bill Whedon in there. Um, yeah, because I've already I got I've got his you know um, mad scientist costume all ready to go. It's hanging in the closet. It's just you know uh, you got to have him to put have in it. Right? Yeah. Let's fill <laughs> so, that suit. Yeah, yeah he's got to fill the suit. So uh, you know, I, I yeah, I've got all the props. I've got all the costumes. Now I just need the players. You know, the, the players, additional yeah. money will get me my actors. Will get me my people involved to go nuts in the costumes. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're definitely an important uh, element of uh, a yeah. movie. <laughs> I mean, I can get a lot of the people who were in Psycho Ape. You know, they're not really actors. They were people who kind of came in from out of town and stuff and volunteered right. their time. Um, but I, you know, I just, I, I, I'm honored that people are willing to do this stuff for free. But, you know, Bill Whedon is an actor and I do want to pay him. And if anybody comes in from out of town to want to, you know, participate in the movie. You'd like I, to I'd feed like him or something. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to be able to afford to like take everybody out to dinner after. Yeah, stuff yeah like for that, sure. You know? So like I said, I'm just, a, you know, I make money doing door dashing, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, you know, super lucrative or anything. I pay right. rent with that money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I still, you know, um, I'm still digging myself out of this psycho ape debt that we accumulated yeah. and stuff so like that. It would be nice for you to, to, to do well with this uh, campaign. It would be so nice. You don't leave yourself a deep money. hole. Like, you, know, yeah. you don't leave yourself like as much of a I'm hole. I'm already in one kind of hole with yeah. the psycho ape movie. You don't need a second. Well, we're almost out. Right. You know, the VHS thing could really help us out because we can sell those tapes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, if I want to make Cult of Frankenstein the way I want to make it with Bill as the Frankenstein, you know, as the Dr. Frankenstein, yep. um, you know, that's going to cost some money too. And I want to be able to treat him right. You know, I want to be able to, you know, he's, he's basically my, he's going to be like really the only like true actor in the movie and the rest of everybody else. Yeah. Like the, cult, the cult members are just going to be friends of mine and stuff Not like that. Not that he's going to have to carry the movie, but he is the trained <laughs> professional he, he, yeah, that, he's the yeah. professional he's the one that's going to be like he's the name you know what i mean yeah. he's the he's the name recognition because everybody else is just going to be friends of mine mm-hmm. as it was in psycho ape or like kansas bowling and bill were the two leads and they're the two yeah. famous people and everybody else was kind of friends friends and family yep. um so i kind of yeah i just i, I want to be able to treat bill right because he's yeah, my right. he's my lead so everybody pitch into the Kickstarter and so that uh, you can take Bill to Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's basically that's it. the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to fly Bill in and be like, "Dude, sorry." I'm, we're having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches so, uh, tonight. We're having McDonald's three times today. Yeah. You know, you go with the two for five for Burger King. Is that cool? <laughs> be like, no, no, no. That, that that's not what you would do with your actors. Like, you, gotta, <laughs> you know, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, so Although I feel like he would understand just because, you know, he was a part of Psycho Wave, so he knows how micro budget yeah, that yeah. he was. Um, but, uh, you know, like in comparison, you know, the Psycho Wave Kickstarter, we had 7,500 bucks. For this one, I only got, you know, three grand for the other, for the right. first Kickstarter I did. So that's already less than half. <laughs> so <laughs> this is just sort of like, can I, can I just get a little bit more so that I could pay some people, you know? Yeah. Well, and you got to stock up on bananas too. Well, Not that's for recycling too. That's recycling too. Right, but what yeah. I mean, but you need money for that. You got to stock up yeah. on bananas. You, 
<laughs> well, when the time comes, you know, when we we're gonna we're gonna thoroughly budget out Psycho Eight Two yeah. and figure out like what's the real number we need here. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like lessons were learned after the first movie where yeah. it was like, holy shit, man! Like I didn't think this movie would cost this much. Like it's just supposed yeah. to be a you know a gorilla, a guy in a gorilla suit movie, but going to New York, man, that was expensive. Oh yeah, but. That that was like our whole Kickstarter, and it's like, wait a minute, we still have the other half of the movie to film. Yep, right. Wow. But um, so when is the end date for the the campaign? Um, so like twenty days from now, whatever that would be. So mid September. Uh, mid September, some point, you know. Um, the VHS tape Kickstarter, uh. That 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 goes for a full thirty days, so that would be like the end of September. But you know, you know, I I just I I knew that having two kind of competing campaigns might you know would be kind of funky. But right. I just figured like, well, the psychopath VHS tapes that's for a niche audience. Right. You know, that's for the people who want a VHS. You know, you'll probably you'll probably get a lot of people that have already watched Psycho Ape or owned. Yeah, the DVD. yeah. We're kind, of, I'm, we're kind of doubling yeah. down on fans, you know, like if you yeah. like the movie, well, now you can get it on VHS, add it to your collection. If that's your thing, you know, I collect VHS tapes. Um, yeah. I think that that's cool. So if people want that, they can get that. They can pre-order that. And if they're not interested in that, well, it's like, well, I'm, I'm trying to get a new movie made. Um, you know, if you want to order a DVD of this, or if you want to, you know, be an executive producer that's gonna and that credit ends up on imdb and you know i'm gonna put it in the end credits of the film you know like you get to see your name on a movie and say that you contributed to this and you helped out and stuff you know that's that's another option i mean you mentioned you contribute a dollar you'll get yeah, your name yeah. in the end credits like i'll put you in a thank you you know you get yeah, a thank like, you at the end sure. you see your name scroll by and um so, you know, we'll so get, let's get it past a thousand so he could yeah. feed his friends for helping and yeah, get your name, get your name in the end of the movie. And even for know. a dollar, you know, yeah. that's, that is like a dollar cheeseburger or something at McDonald's. So, you know, yep, yep. but cool, man. Um, we'll make sure to get these links out and, and get people on it. And I'll definitely jump on here soon and, and get a little something going in there because I'm definitely looking forward to it. Cool. As, man. A, as a Frankenstein lover myself so i'm I'm looking forward to seeing a, a fun take on it so yeah, yeah it definitely sounds good. like a fun plot because yeah it's uh, the way i've written it there's like two distinct halves in the film i've i've kind of um my reference points for like the structure of it is like psycho or uh like quentin tarantino's death proof where right. the first half of psycho you know you're following you know, Marion Crane, who has stolen all this money, you think she's the main character, but then she ends up at Bates Motel and is murdered. So the second half of the movie is now a detective story because there's somebody looking for her and, you know, your main character is now completely gone, you know, like right. <laughs> where is this movie going what now? What happened? Yeah. yeah. Nice. I like that. Or like with Death Proof, you know, you get this group of girls who you think that they're going to be the main characters throughout the movie, but then Stuntman Mike, you know, destroys them all halfway through and so now you're stuck with a whole new cast of characters and you're like i don't really know what this movie's going to do next so i kind of structured cult of frankenstein that way where the first half of the movie is going to have this cult this hippie cult who worship the frankenstein monster as a deity and they create one themselves out of body parts that they've stolen from a local morgue 
and you know they're sacrificing their own limbs and stuff so i'm gonna have like temple of doom type sequences where people are getting their hearts ripped out and shit like that and then you know they get their own comeuppance when their own frankenstein creation murders them all so halfway through the movie this (laughs) cult gets wiped out by their own creation so now you're kind of like well isn't the movie called the cult of frankenstein it's like yeah but they're gonna die halfway through and so (laughs) the second half we're going to meet up with, you know, this great, great, great grand descendant of the original Dr. Frankenstein, you know, and it's being played by Bill and he's a kooky mad scientist who's created an army of Frankensteins trying to sort of recapture his. Not to interrupt, but I think, I think Bill is a perfect guy to play. Oh, kooky I know. Mad scientist. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, he'll be great. I mean, you basically just roll the camera and tell him like, go nuts, man. Like do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but he'll be trying to recapture sort of like the, the essence of what his you know ancestor created. And he, so he's kind of creating these like other Frankenstein monsters. And so he has an army of them. He's got like six of them. And uh, he's, he's pitting them against one another in sort of like a uh, like UFC fight kind of way or yeah. like in Django Unchained when Calvin Candy has like his slaves fighting each other for like his own amusement. And he's like, you know, betting on them and stuff like that. And uh, so he's got these Frankenstein creations fighting each other for his own amusement, sort of like, like a gladiator style, you know, and whoever the victor is like, that's obviously the best Frankenstein now. Like, okay, you know, I've, I've, I've completed my grandfather's work. Like I, I have a, a tough monster again. And so then the Frankenstein that we saw in the first half of the movie comes along and discovers his castle. And so it's sort of like old Frankenstein creation versus his new Frankenstein. So there's going to be Frankenstein monster fights in the second half. So the first half is like a seventies hippie cult movie. And the second half is just full monster fights. Nice. That's what more can you ask for in a a great fun indie kooky movie? That's good, and, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So, you know, if you if you if you like like 70s cult movies, you know, Wicker Man or uh like Al Adamson type schlocky drive-in grindhouse movies, like that's the yep. first half. Or like even like more modern, like midsummer, like that's the first half. Right. And then the second half is like you want to see some like King Kong versus Godzilla type shit, you know, throw down monsters. That's the second half. Nice. Very nice. So if if uh it just gets, you know, you get the, the money you need and everything gets funded. Um, do you have the, your your sights on a, a release date or, and getting it done? And... Um, that I'm not sure. I mean, I have yeah. to shoot it first right. uh, and then, you know, edit it. Because then the whole wraparound idea is that, you know, this Cult of Frankenstein film was made by, in theory, you know, me as the movie theater usher in this riffing show with my two puppet characters and we're gonna sort of you know you'll see our silhouettes at the bottom of the screen kind of riffing on our own stuff right and like on the dvd i'll have there be an option where you can watch it like rift or unrift you know you can watch the schlocky movie by itself you know naked you know just as the movie um and you or you could watch it with like the silhouette commentary at the bottom as me and my puppet pals are going to riff on our own movie sort of nitpicking it uh the way any filmmaker sort of nitpicks their own work anyway 
Right. And, you know, we'll be critiquing our own uh, effects, editing, audio, the acting in the movie as sort of like as if you, the audience, are like a fly on the wall watching filmmakers watch like, you know, the final cut or whatever or a rough cut of, you know, our movie. It's very meta. You know, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. At least I think I'm doing a good job explaining what it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um it sounds good to me. Sounds like something I'd want to watch. Cool. So Yeah, same here. I love a fresh take on Frankenstein and I mean any of the old monsters, like they've all been been, you know, um so many people have had them in their hands to to make their own adaptation of it. And so it's cool that you're doing doing one that, that's you know, definitely unique. Yeah, like, I mean, I just, you know, I love the Frankenstein monster. And so it's like, fuck it. I bought like every mask, every Frankenstein mask that's available on Amazon because there's there's so many different kinds ranging from like, it looks just like Boris Karloff's face to absolute garbage and probably came from Taiwan or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it looks like a child made it and it just, it looks really, really crappy. Like a second grader made it. <laughs> And it's like, I'll buy that one too. I don't care. A little, little plastic Dollar Tree one or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's why, like, this army of Frankensteins, they have to all look different, you know? They have to look yep. like, you know, right. he, you know, he, all, the, all the monsters are different experiments. So right. they all have to look different. And so I bought every single mask. And so you're going to see these monsters fighting each other and ripping each other's limbs off because, you know, he has to figure out who his victor is. And you know, some are going to look crappy and some are going to look better. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, just monster fights, you know, for like, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And uh, that's something that I would want to see. Yeah, man. That's another thing. More money, more blood too, right? Sure. Yeah, (laughs) man. Like fake limbs are not cheap. You know, you think they would be. (laughs) And fake gallons of fake blood, that's not cheap either. You know, if you want to get the good stuff. I wonder how the price of fake limbs compared to, like, getting real ones. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the real ones are probably still... Still a little more. Probably still. I'm not sure sure how the market is nowadays, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, hey, man, thank you for coming by again and telling us about it. Everybody listen. Go find these two campaigns. Find Addison Binnick on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. We'll make sure to provide a link so you can find him and he's posting updates on, on the campaigns and uh, looks like he's getting close to his thousand for the Frankenstein one. So yep. let's yep. push it past that. Let's get like yeah. said, more more limbs, more blood, pizza for the crew and yep. the weed. That's, that's the idea. That's the idea behind it is just I could make it with what, you know, the campaign's at like 800 bucks, you know, I could still add that to what I have left over from buying costumes. But if I got like a little bit more money then yeah, I can, I can buy some more fake blood and I can buy some more fake limbs. And it's just additional, additional money equals additional movie, you know? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, Hey, thank you. Thanks for taking time again. Thank you very much. And once it gets closer to go time, we'll, probably circle back and we'll talk about it some more and once the movie's done and ready to launch cool man cool with you yeah absolutely great addison take care man be well 
Thank you. Good luck getting this all together. Hope everything goes well. Thank we'll, you. We'll definitely keep spreading the word about the campaign. We got a couple of weeks left, so let's let's get you there and get everybody fed. Sweet man, thank you. We don't want them to have to eat the fake limbs, but I'm gonna have to eat. Well, yeah, I, I don't want anyone to have to eat fake anything, fake yeah, blood. There you go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no nutrients there. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you have a good night, man. You Take too. Care. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Dr. Gang Green. You're watching the Steve. No, you're not. You're listening to. You're listening to the Steve and Crypto Show right here on whatever network you're on. I don't know what you're on. Don't ask me. I can't see what you're doing, but keep listening and tune in next week for more cool content on the Steve and Crypto Show. Hey, we are back. Thank you to Addison Minnick for uh, visiting again. Be sure to go check out the two campaigns he has going. And it was actually just his birthday in the last couple of days. So send him a birthday wish and uh, throw a little something into his movie so he could take care of his cast and crew and, and more blood. Yeah. More blood in the movie. What a wonderful birthday gift to him, you know, just yeah. help out the crew. Feed his crew and buy him fake blood. Happy birthday. Yeah. But yeah, check it out. Go do that. Um, visit fright-rags.com get you some of that return of the living dead gear um make sure you go to buymeacoffee.com slash steve crypto make sure you go visit visit that page and toss us a little something over that way to help the show out thank you to anyone who has contributed so far we love you all yeah and uh one more thing we mentioned earlier halloween's coming um who's starting to decorate already i want to know hit us up social media show us pictures of your decor um go join that uh group the halloween forever group yeah a few weeks ago we had jade the libra like she's super popular youtuber her and her husband came on to promote their music and to promote her channel uh she has a awesome group for halloween decor hunters and collectors and you know spooky stuff uh, on facebook it's called halloween forever and uh, it's a cool group go on there too and share your halloween decor there definitely send it to us because we want to see it yeah Um, if you find anything good out in the wild just post it there and let us know where you found it yeah it's it's competitive out there getting the the good decorations that's for sure yeah Try, try to get you one of those fucking 12 foot skeletons and our part of washington hasn't been too great so far you know in early september but they already have some christmas stuff out (laughs) i was gonna say christmas shit i like christmas i do but not as much as but not yet not yet not yet that's too early for that bullshit so so right now put the christmas shit away it's christmas out of here get your fucking christmas out of here but um (laughs) yeah well like i said fright-rags.com buymeacoffee.com slash steve crypto hit them all up and thank you guys for listening and we will be back here next week that's a wrap episode 43 i gotta pee let's get out slipped it in you motherfucker (laughs) i told you bye guys